0: Sound in sight. Seeking to identify, implement, and improve future training and employment opportunities for the blind and visually impaired. We are seeing the future for you. Welcome to Sound and Sight. This is Dia. I'm Trinette. How have you been? Good. How are you? Pretty good. It seems like forever since we've last sat here and done this.
1: I know. We've been
0: so busy, though. (laughs) We have. Um, What have you been doing?
1: Oh, I have been working on the computer. Can you believe that? No. No. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: You and computers? What? Yeah, I love the the computer when they work right, you know? Oh, no, when technology works right, it's beautiful. Yes.
1: So I've been working on, you know, developing some trainings for people, and um, that's part of my job. Okay. So I use the computer a lot at work. But before that, you know, computers were a big deal in my education in the, in the first place, right?
0: Mm hmm. I mean, what I do, you know, running businesses, it's and writing, computer out of the way. So, oh, yeah. Yes. I'm always on a computer.
1: So, I mean, let's talk about that. I mean, for real.
0: Running a business, using a computer, writing, like, I need you to be specific. Well,. Okay, you
1: mentioned running a business,
0: right? Writing, mm-hmm.
1: and what was the other? Um, there's a lot that goes into those things. I mean, oh. just, I mean, just think <laughs> about it. I mean, because like when you run a business, you have to have you know a a, a program to, to keep inventory. Right. You had to have a program to keep calculations on your finances. Um,
0: I mean not necessarily a program, but you have to have a document that holds all that data. Right. Right.
1: And so for me, I think Microsoft has been really good in doing those things. Like I, I do a lot of research.
0: No, yeah. Um, I would say Microsoft is definitely one of the more readily accessible um <sighs> Like, proce- word processing sheets? Yes. I mean, uh, suites? Yes. Like, it's very easy to find instructional videos on basics of getting you started with navigating. Um, very specifically, Word, PowerPoint. Not PowerPoint, sorry. Word and Excel? Yes. Those those are the two that I use the most. Um, word more than anything because, you know, I write. And so my writing is, like, screenwriting. Mm-hmm. And so I'm writing scripts for, like, TV shows and movies. Um, there's a very specific formatting style that goes into typing up a script. And I found it that it's easiest to do those formatting things in Word. Right. Versus a different word processing, like maybe the built-in notepad, mm-hmm. or even Google Docs. But I mean, even with Google Docs, it has its pros and cons, which um, that's something we can talk about at a later time.
1: Right. I mean, today, I mean, like I'm thinking about, um, like me, I like I-, I write mm-hmm. as well. I'm working on a children's book. Um, and so to me, those are little pros because you gotta, you have to think about children when you think about it. So it has to be simple. Mm -hmm. And so in doing that, I mean, I could go through and write my little prose, set it up and it's a different format than say an adult novel, you know, um, and I just feel like word accommodates, you know, any style you want to use. Um, I'm not an illustrator, though. <laughs> so, oh. it, it, it would... You know, I was thinking about using some of the art that they have. Like the clip art? Yeah, the clip art. To, dim, you know, to see, help illustrate that, you know?
0: So, the only thing, when it comes to, like, special things like that and where... Hmm. Um, I think the only thing that I know of that Jaws really any screen reader. I can only really vouch for Jaws. Right. Um, right. Like, and, and
1: that's what I use. I use Jaws just like mm-hmm. that. And Jaws is um, job, access with speech, is what it stands for. Right. Um, and, uh, it's what most blind and visually impaired people use on the computer.
0: Right.
1: And it's like, not the only, but it's one of the widest used, especially with Microsoft.
0: For sure. Um, within word, I can say JAWS, like, when it comes to the special characters, so like when you're typing in a different language, and you have the vowels or consonants that have like the acute or the grave symbol over the top, mm-hmm. um, that symbols dialogue. Or a special characters dialogue, or whatever, I've known Jaws to navigate it fairly well and tell you what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, whew, y'all, excuse me. So, <laughs> the weather's getting really cold, and I only sleep when it's cold in the house, so this part is making me real sleepy. Uh, <laughs> but, I haven't used the formula function in Word yet to see how that works. Mm-hmm. And I also haven't looked at clip art either to see if it'll kind of like tell you what image you're over or like your yeah, your cursor um, is at.
1: I've navigated through the clip art and it, it tells you what the picture is. You know, what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, It doesn't have a lot of detail,
0: but it's it's fairly good. Okay. Because I... Um, I want to write a book at some point, And mm-hmm. I think I want to... Use some of the clip art for... Like... A f- I guess more so like special effect or visualization.
1: Okay.
0: And so... I was going to try to navigate it, but now that you told me that, I think I'm going to look into it a little more. Yeah. Because that sounds interesting. Um,
1: now, I, I got acquainted with all the Microsoft suites when I was studying for my certification in um, assistive technology. Yeah. Um, and I was loving it. I had to learn all of the Microsoft Programs, um, Outlook, PowerPoint, um, Word, Access. Access, Excel.
0: It's just amazing. I think mean, there's one more. Is Access the... That's the database. Okay, that's what I was thinking, yeah. That's the one that I need to learn. Um, I've heard it'll be useful for business things. I just don't know how yet. Well, I
1: used it when I worked at this one agency. We would keep all of our contacts in that, um, in an access document. Mm. And it was easy to navigate um, with JAWS. And it was easy to change um,
0: information. Interesting. Mm Okay, well... I'm going to look into it and see what I can find and at least beneficial wise for my business adventures and see what happens.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, with Excel, one of the things I've learned is some of the controls for like editing the form field Yes. Excuse me. Are like slightly different um than Word.
1: Oh, yes. No, I mean, you know that you can create a table in Word, but it 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 is different from, you know, Excel, you know, mm-hmm. cause you can you can do um, formulas and things like that in Excel that would be easier to, to do the calculations in that program?
0: Yeah. Um, the, the one thing I found tables in Word good for is like when I was in school and they would give us a formula sheet. hmm That was one of the best things it was used for. And I realized they used Word to type that up. Um, Cause you can create a table of however many wide by how many tall. Yes. And you can put as much or as little in the box as you need it.
1: Yes, cause you could you could form the box to the information, mm-hmm. which I enjoy that. Um. With Word, I I basically used it f- to store information in in a grid like, you know, system, and. Word for me is easy, easy to navigate, easy to edit, easy. it's just easy.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm still learning everything, I think, because a lot of the times I still use a lot of very basic functions, because mm-hmm. of like, um, what I'm doing for my business, Yes, I haven't really needed to dive into some of the more, I guess, technical aspects of the software exactly um and you can keep
1: word as simple as you need it I mean like you said I mean like say you're dealing with orders you know and you, you have a person who ordered you could have a grid you know the person's name, number, what they ordered if they paid or not you know that's that's simple but you can get more technical too. You can you can get person's name, phone number, address, and different orders, um, how much they ordered, what they ordered, and you. I mean, you can get very
0: very um, specific. No, yeah, I I use Excel for that. Um, yeah. Like I have a document set up where it's just the order sheet. Mm-hmm. And so my columns are customer name, mm-hmm. um, their order. And so like in that particular box, sometimes it'll be two and three rows okay. or yeah, two and three lines of text in that one box, um, which for those of you who are wondering how to do that, it's shift into, Yes. um, I had to look that up over the summer to figure that out for something. Oh, I was building a lunch menu. That's how I figured it out. So I have to look it up. Um, let's see. The order. Whether or not it's a delivery, shipping, or pickup. Right. And a lot of people might say delivery and shipping are the same But for the context of my particular business, they're different. Yes. Delivery would mean, like, my driver would hand deliver it to somebody's house within a so many mile radius of where the shop is. Yes. Um, And shipping is, I'm actually putting it in a box and putting it in the mail that requires payment of postage. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So,
1: I mean, I can see where that's very different.
0: Right. Which for most places of the same type of business, which I run a dessert shop, um, that's typically what they mean when they list those options. Now, something like Amazon or, I don't know, like Amazon or even like any big manufacturing. Overstock. Overstock. I guess, over, there you go, overstock type company, yeah. they're going to use those words interchangeably. Typically. Um,
1: because to them, it's the same thing. Right. Because that's, that's how they work their organization. <laughs> I mean, their company, when they talk about delivery and shipping, it's the same thing for them. Right. right. For you,
0: it's, two different, it's things.
1: two different things.
0: And that's one of the things, like, Because, like, on their website, it'll say, oh, what's your delivery method? And it'll give you different options. But then, like, it'll have, like, maybe overnight shipping or, you know, up to one week or whatever. Mm
1: -hmm. And then for Amazon, it's, like, Prime
0: Mm -hmm. where you get
1: free shipping because you pay extra for it. You know.
0: Right. Um, So, let's see. Name. Order, delivery method, um, total. Mm-hmm. So total due. Mm-hmm. And then, because if it's a delivery or shipping, there's extra costs for right. that. Right. Um, plus, there's also, a, you know, because of like card processing fees, a lot of systems charge. Like um yeah, like cash, okay, so what is it called? Like yeah, systems that allow you to take card payments and things like that.
1: Oh yes. There's like
0: a processing sheet and so there's that plus, you know, the taxes, whatever that goes into it as well. So all that is expressed in the total due that's on the spreadsheet. And then the Which last... makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Which I have a register system set up, and so all I do is go select the item or items, the quantity, and the size, Mm -hmm. and then let it auto-calculate everything else because it automatically does it all.
1: That's what I was going to ask you. You know, do you have, you know, like your inventory sheet, you know, how, how much of this was sold or how much of this, you know... Um, so my
0: register system that I use, um, I will go ahead and give it a little airtime, uh, Square point of sale Okay. It is one of the most accessible that I have seen thus far. Um, it's also free to use. Yes. I will say this. It charges you a card processing fee for all your card payments, and it's slightly different fee depending on how they pay whether it's manual entry, um, match stripe, a chip card, a tap card, or Apple Pay, or like NSF type payment. So Apple Pay, Google Pay, Samsung Pay. Um, they've recently started accepting payment f- directly from the Cash App app.
1: Ah.
0: And so I think that also comes with its own processing fee. Um... But also from there, once you have the money that's in your balance deposited into your account, there's a processing fee for that. And so those are just kind of some things to consider no matter what uh, registers, I guess payment collection system is what they're called. Mm -hmm. Uh, No matter what system you use, they're all going to have their own fees. You just kind of have to figure out which would be better for you. Right. Right depending on the type of business you run, the prices you're charging, etc.
1: Yes. Now see this may sound a little technical to some people, but in order to manage and run a business, you have to know how that you're gonna navigate it, mm-hmm. how are you gonna keep track of your inventory, how are you gonna keep track of um you know, how things are being delivered and, and shipped and things like that. And so it does get a little technical, but it's not above anybody's head once you start knowing oh, no. um your your product, your population base, all of that. And and Dia has worked uh hard to get to where she is in, in this process.
0: Oh yeah. I've been doing baked goods specifically for the last five years. And so, I usually do a seasonal thing between the beginning of October and the first of... So, pretty much October 1st to January 1st is okay. typically my season, but I'm shifting to year-round at this point. Uh-huh. And so, I'm used to running books and keeping track of all this stuff for a short period of time. Um, to the point where... And I've only done it for a short period of time for so long because I was looking at trends that I could try to potentially follow based on different social things happening in the world, in my current environment, Mm -hmm. uh, where I am, like how I'm selling, what I'm selling. um, Like all of those are factored in into trends and things that I've been keeping up with to like make this decision to go year round, but also keep up with possible. Um, changes in orders over the time of the over the course of the year, like level of orders, should I say? Right. Um, and even though yes, my register system y- has a place for me to go into from their like website on my dashboard. Mm-hmm. Um, I always put that information in a spreadsheet so I can have a version of it that I can look at. Let's say like if I'm on an airplane heading to a conference that can help me with my business and I want to look at my numbers, I can just plug in my flash drive without internet and look at all my data and study it and type up a report or something while all while I'm on the airplane and not using internet at all. Right. Um, Strong recommendation, which will help you get acclimated with Word Excel, and Excel, in PowerPoint, and the other ones is like rep- rep- repetitive use, use and constant use. Yes,
1: and and I do recommend, you know, if you want to get acquainted with all of these. If if um, I've written a business plan, mm-hmm. and not only do you have to write your business plan, you have to come up with all the financials and all that. And if, if you are looking for people to invest, you're going to have to develop a PowerPoint at some point. And taking that data from... Between
0: your, a PowerPoint and a spreadsheet, because you're going to have to have a spreadsheet yes, of all your exactly accrued costs, your projected expenses, your projected uh, sales. Yes. All of that.
1: And all of that you can put in, in a PowerPoint where... They can utilize it, and you can be as creative um, as as you want. Um, I did it. I was I wasn't selling a product though. I was um, talking about like services, like um, counseling and mediation services, mm-hmm. and so I had a good I, I had a good um, time of knowing what those trends were and. How many people seek out counseling, and and I have to tell you, it has risen mm-hmm. <laughs> um, since last year. Of course, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's called a pandemic, um, and people dealing with the out fallout of the pandemic and needing support. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can also utilize these these. Uh, Documents and these forms of of tracking with a service um, with by keeping an eye on how often you see a person or um, keeping a database on who your clients are. Mm -hmm. Um, Not only that, you know, calculating the trend of how How your client base rises and falls. You know, it's important to know that. So, you know that at the holidays, you're going to have a heavy load. So, you're going to have to, you know, really be identifying that. Whereas after the holidays, the new year comes, people are inspired, they sometimes start therapy but most of the time they wait until after their New Year's resolutions fall apart and then Which is they,
0: typically January fifteenth to the twentieth. Yes. Just to give a very <laughs> specific but rough estimation of when that'll happen. That's true.
1: And so <laughs> then you, you can turn around and and notice that trend and say, you know, I need a bigger push during this time. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you'll do a a bigger, um, um, I want to say promotion. You know, you you want to do promotion promotional efforts during the the times that you have lows because it'll affect your your
0: base. Mm-hmm.
1: It'll affect your, your cost and your baseline.
0: See, and like a lot of things, people don't think about with promotions. There's another Microsoft uh, application. I can't think of what it's called, but a lot of people use it for making like brochures and designing business cards and things like that.
1: Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about.
0: It is. I just drew a blank. Why isn't it? coming to me. Um it'll come to me. It'll come to one of us at some point. Um but like when it comes to promotions and marketing and or promoting the business or product or service, mm-hmm. marketing, things like that, it's more than putting out Publisher. That's right. There we go. Microsoft, Microsoft Publisher. Publisher. Yes. Um for those who can still see a little bit I recommend using that for like if you're wanting to stick to a Microsoft specific base. Yes. For creating flyers, posters, business cards, and even like some very basic graphic content you can put up on social media for I'm like I was saying marketing purposes. But also remember it's more than that. Yes. Sometimes it's word of mouth. Sometimes it's simply product placement. Like maybe you let's say you start a business with your own line of sauces, right? So you got a barbecue sauce, you got a ranch, you got a hot sauce, you got pepper sauce, you got honey mustard, etc. Right? Yeah, product placement could be literally what stores do you decide to partner with to sell your sauces through? Mm-hmm. Um, what restaurants do you? decide to sell your sauce too for them to use and place on their tables. Um, I mean, whenever you do put up your signage, where are you putting it? Is it in high traffic areas? Is it in a high visibility spot? Mm -hmm. Um, Those are things to really think about. And I mean, again, doing research, collecting data, and logging it into either Word or Excel, it can help you look at it in a different way versus just this big, long paragraph of text. Yes. And one of the things also to help visualize, as Trent was saying, trends and changes over time, Excel, once you set up your spreadsheet with all the data entered in as is, you can highlight all that data and create a chart or a diagram from that information. So you can do a line graph, a bar chart, a pie chart, you know, and it'll show you the different comparisons in a visual way. Yes. Um, and, like, it's... It's just honestly amazing how... Much you can do with Microsoft, um, like applications. Yes, and how useful they can be for business related aspects, but also not even that. Just going back into like the, the classroom a little bit. Um, I've had science classes where I have to do these labs, entering all this like numerical data, and at the end of it all we have to create a chart and some students did not realize you could just highlight the text um i think click insert and then chart and then find the chart that associates best with what you're trying to present and it'll automatically generate everything in the chart all you have to do is change the colors if you want to change the colors um if you want to change the size of mm-hmm. the chart you can do that mm-hmm. um
1: you can even highlight an area mm-hmm. that you want it to stand out.
0: Exactly. Like, and so I've watched a lot of my classmates in high school specifically struggle with building charts and trying to do it manually, and I'm over here, click, click, click. And a couple more clicks after that, and I'm done. Yeah. Um, I, I really think Microsoft
1: is sweet. It's sets you up for success I mean you think about it I, I know that when you're newly blind you're like oh I can't I can't see this I can't you know but like I said earlier with um, jaws you know job access with speech um, it it can help you navigate all of these and as the sooner that you can get your hands, on a computer and that technology, the better you can acquaint yourself with it. And the more successful you're gonna be in overcoming some of the barriers you you are encountering. And and I mean emails, I mean reaching out to people. Um, When I learned how to do an email, oh my gosh, I was so (laughs) excited. I was so excited. I was emailing everybody. Okay? I emailed my mom, my sister, my brother. Um, I was emailing people that I didn't know I could email. You know? And that was the best thing. And so even if you just start with that in Outlook, Mm -hmm. you know, Outlook isn't very difficult to use. It can be the more technical you get. But if you're just emailing, Somebody, um, even if you want to share a document with somebody, you can do that too. I oh, yeah. Um, and it's very easy to do. Um, and so I would recommend anybody who is just starting out with computer, you know, learn how to, learn how to type a document, even if it's just a silly little poem or story or whatever. But learn how to navigate that. Learn how to save and change. Mm. Make changes in different things like that. And then learn how to email it. You know, it's uh, here. This is what I wrote.
0: I think one of the best places to start when learning how to navigate word, write a letter. Yes. Dear, whoever. Put your couple lines of space in between. Type your letter. A couple lines of space in between. Your salutation. Sincerely. Best wishes. Warm regards. Mm -hmm. And then your name. One of the best things to do is learn how to format with paragraphs. Alignment. Yep. That's one of the very basics. Changing the font style. Mm -hmm. So like. Ariel versus Tom New Roman versus Calibri versus Comic Sans versus Georgia uh, versus the bajillion and three other fonts that are out there. Yes. (laughs) I mean, bold, italic, underline, superscript, subscript, um, your points 12, 16, 28, 32, right? Yeah. Um, spell check. Don't forget spell check. Oh my gosh! Yes, spell check, grammar check, please. Everything, all the time. Um, like those are really some of the basics you can do in learning like word and to kind of give a couple of those commands, like keystroke commands. Um, if you're in a document and you haven't typed anything yet, but you know what font size, font style, mm-hmm. and all that you want. Control-D. Exactly. It'll bring up a dialogue box. And I think it automatically starts in the font chooser. Yes. So you can choose whether you're doing body font or heading font. Um, and then from there, choose the actual font you want. Yes. And then use the tab key to navigate... Well, arrow key to navigate the different box, like combo boxes. I think mm-hmm. this is what they're called. Yes. And... The tab to navigate from combo box to combo box.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Then, like, you save that, right? If you tab down to the buttons to figure out, you know, save changes, and it'll tell you a keystroke if you have your hands turned on.
1: I always keep my hands on.
0: I am getting to a point where I'm going to turn them off soon because mm-hmm. I want to see how well I remember the keystrokes. Right. Because um, I want to get to the point where I don't need the hints anymore. I understand uh, that. Plus, it helps you navigate quicker. Yeah. It does.
1: Um, but for people who are just a uh, please leave your hands oh on. Oh yeah, them. yes,
0: yes. For starters, please like leave don't your hints any, on Don't
1: make it any harder than it has to be.
0: <laughs> um Alignment. Control E for center. Yes. L for left. I believe J is justified and yes. I think R is right
1: are you correct? <laughs>
0: um, it takes me a minute sometimes because like, I do a lot of centering because I type up a lot of recipes. I type up kudos of menus. Um, and not just for myself. I freelance type menus for other people. Um, for like extra pocket change. Yes. I mean, business equipment is not cheap, y'all. <laughs> no, it isn't. Um. Let's see. I mean, tab is to indent, but if you want to like edit the specific paragraph structure, you can go up into the what is it the format tab in the upper ribbon. Yes. And navigate that again using the tab bar. Once you get into onto the format tab and just listen to the different controls and what it tells you the keystrokes are if there is one associated with that control. It really
1: does help. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it's just, I have to say, sometimes it's just fun to go in, have a document, and play around with it. Oh, yeah. Because you can undo everything. I mean, if you don't like something,
0: undo it. Um, if Oh, changing text from body font. Yes. To a heading, text. Yes. Alt, shift, shift, left, and right arrow. Yes. And then I've learned recently, because I've decided to play with it, there are 10 heading levels. Nice. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, it is. Because how do you get to heading level 10 when you're navigating a PDF or you're navigating a website? Like, what number do you press? Zero? Because it's one through nine for headings level one through nine, nine. respectively.
1: Uh, I believe it is zero. I'm I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I think it is. It's interesting.
0: But yeah,
1: like. I mean, we haven't even got to like web pages or anything uh, um, using. Any of this, but those are really awesome to navigate, and you're gonna want to learn how to navigate web pages mm-hmm. and because you're gonna want to research, you're gonna want to look up things, maybe even about your eye disorder or about a service that you're interested in. I mean, looking for jobs, yes, yeah. truth, truth be told, yes, that's that's learning to navigate.
0: The internet for real. Yeah. Because not only are you learning how to navigate a page by heading or reading text, but you're clicking links, you're entering text into search fields, learning how to go in and out of edit boxes, or text fields, I guess you can call them. Yes. Um, I like to know all my
1: links first.
0: Your links? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then you have your visited and your unvisited links yes um you have all your headings and like I've noticed for okay I can I guess I because I haven't played around too much with LinkedIn I haven't played around too much with any of the other ones outside of like indeed mm-hmm. and with that one they're job listings yes so after you type in an industry uh company or just a general term to kind of like pull together a list of job listings yes but a lot of their job listings are like their headings, but they're also links. Yes.
1: And what a link is, I know you guys probably know this already, but what a link is, is what you can you can, um, hit enter on and it'll take you to that. Or spacebar. Yeah, or spacebar. Um, it'll take you to that specific page. So, what um, what we're saying is, you know, get to know your computer. Get to know how to navigate. And if you're worried about cost, I mean, you're blind now. So in in one of our previous episodes, we talked about services um, for, like, state and um, and federal agencies that will help you.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, and even if you're just starting out. And you don't have those connections or it's taking a while to get into the system with those agencies. NVDA is a great place to start for free. Free. And I strongly encourage once you get started with it, go through all of the basics videos you can find. On navigating NVDA from um, single key navigation Mm -hmm. to how do I switch windows to how do I switch tabs when I'm in a web browser or how do I switch back and forth between two open documents, right? Or going from your desktop to your taskbar, Mm -hmm. navigating the two, how do I get into my start menu, how do I pull up the, what's it called? The Windows search bar to search for an app on mm-hmm. my computer. Um, how do I navigate within certain, win- like get very familiar with that because the quicker you get familiar with that, the easier it'll be to navigate the more complicated things such as Microsoft, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, Publisher, Access, mm-hmm. um, Outlook, or even if you decide to go more internet-based with your word processing and use the Google Suite, get very familiar with these keystrokes because they're going to be a life-changing. Yeah,
1: it is. It's going to help you um, a great deal. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have made it through college or or being able to work without it.
0: You know? Yeah. Now, when I was in college... And when I first started everything, I used the Google Suite a lot, but I've shifted to Microsoft over time.
1: I I was Microsoft all the way um, because it was the biggest thing going when I was in college.
0: Right. Yeah. um, I'm
1: just now getting acquainted with Google Suites. The different ways that Google's been utilized.
0: Mm -hmm. So it's like, Common Core became a really big thing when I was in like eighth ninth grade, and they really implemented implemented it by the time I was a senior, mm-hmm. and it trickled up into college a little bit. Like some of the teaching, I want to say styles or requirements, and one of the things is like group work. One of the biggest pushes of Common Core is group work and self. Almost self-teaching, really. Mm. Like, Concord, in my opinion, the way it's structured and implemented and enforced, yeah. it's almost as if they've taken the teaching out of the teacher's hands. Mm. That's and interesting. it's like the teacher provides the resources and enough material to get started, mm-hmm. but it's almost like it's up to the student to really do the rest of the work from there. Which, I can see what that's beneficial because it's, it teaches you work ethic. And it really distinguishes the ones who want it that bad from the ones who just want to get by.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. But that's why Google Suite was like really big when I was in college. just because group work was a really big thing. Especially considering I started off doing media and journalism. Mm-hmm. And so we were always needing to be able to very quickly... Send over articles, send over notes, whether there's show notes for like TV or radio shows, articles for the newspaper or magazines or blogs or whatever. Like, we need to quickly be able to distribute these things, share files, um, store all of these documents and files.
1: And, and you know, that's the biggest thing in, in, in employment these days is the sharing of documents and files, the, the way that you know people um, work together. And I think that's why they were pushing it in college where we would have to work in groups and, and formulate, especially in business.
0: Oh yes, yes. Um, it's very interesting to see, to see how things have been shifting just over the last really what? Not even 20 years? Right.
1: Not even 20 years.
0: It's been a big shift in the last 20.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a big thing, you know, in, in my courses. You know, we're like, we break up into groups. Mm-hmm. Um, we come up with answers to questions. We come back, we present as a group. I mean, they are pushing groups because that's how people work today. Because you come in with your own strengths Mm -hmm. and you, you, you utilize your strengths in that group. So you are obviously giving of what your strength is. And everybody's strengths are different. And so I'm a vocal person and I'm an idea person. Like I can come up with an idea and I can have people run around going, "Okay, how are we gonna get this idea done?" It was like, and so I'll put out an idea there, and then I'll be the one to present it because I'm not shy at all. Right. I, I used to be, but not anymore.
0: I've noticed I'm really good when it comes to group work. I'm really good at taking the ideas that are thrown out there mm-hmm. and finding a way to work, whether it's just one of them or a few of them together to develop an execution plan.
1: Right, which is why you and I work well together.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can do that very quickly and it's like and I think it's cuz growing up from a very business-heavy background. Yes. Family full of business owners, managers, etc. and so I was always used to watching them develop plans for the business but also keeping track of what works in certain situations, what doesn't, knowing different trends, knowing different abilities based on what's out there. And of right. the one reason why I keep up with technology so much and specifically more computer-based technology and software type things Right, is because knowing what's out there in terms of that yes. it helps me really give advice to people about how to structure and operate their specific business entity.
1: That makes sense. Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense.
0: I have a friend who started a, essentially it was a decorating business last year. I don't think she's still doing it. Um, reasons I'm unaware of, but.
1: Well, last year was a hard year to start a business.
0: It really was. I mean, really, since the pandemic hit. It's been really, really difficult. It's gotten easier now that we're kind of acclimated with how this is working out right now. Yes. And so we kind of know how to navigate it with things shifting on a very regular basis. Um. But, like, she started a decorating business. So she would, like, book people for time slots, you know, 30, 45 minute
1: mm-hmm.
0: hour up to, like, four hours.
1: Dude, that was just, just her consultation time,
0: or that was however long they thought it would take to set up, decorate, manage, and clean up. Wow! So if she had to decorate for a birthday party that required balloons, streamers, play settings, and a bounce house, mm-hmm. that would she would have to account for. Okay, how much time would it take me to? Blow up the balloons, tie the strings, tie them down, hang the streamers, do the play setting, etc. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and then because with all, when she's doing all that, she can go ahead. Oh, she can go ahead and set up the bounce house first and have that blowing up while she's doing everything else, because uh, that's going to take the longest—the bounce yeah. house. Yeah, and so. You know, accounting for all of that plus how long is the party? How long are they going to need somebody there to make sure nothing goes wrong with any of the decorations?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so And then clean up. How long is it going to take to clean up? Okay. Um, and personally what I think happened is like between cold weather Pandemic getting worse again earlier this year. Yes. Um, I say it again, like it never went away. Like just getting worse than it already was. Should I say? Um, it made it very difficult for her to continue. But also knowing who this individual is personally, I think it had a lot to do with a lot of financial in- irresponsibility. Um, which, again, if you're not could keeping your books correctly when it comes to tracking your sales, your revenue, your expenses, etc. Um, if you're not using the right system that works for you, things are going to get off and it's going to make the business difficult to run.
1: Yeah. And And what I want to say also is it's okay to ask for help From people. You know like. I'm not a numbers person. But I have a family member that is. So if I ask my family member. Hey. You know. Can you look over these for me. And make sure I'm doing this right.
0: You have a friend that's a numbers person too. By the way. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) I get it D. I I get it. (laughs) So. Yes, um, so it is okay to ask for help. Not saying that we're all going to be entrepreneurs, but what I'm saying is is that it's it's smart to try to do things, but if you know numbers aren't your strong point, it's okay to ask for help.
0: I mean, even if numbers are just for other things. Like... Yes,
1: for other things too.
0: I've had to recently expand and but Expand um and reach out to essentially hire somebody to keep my books because it's getting a little difficult to keep books, keep track of orders and fill those orders all at the same time. Right. I'm running really out there's just not enough time in the day. Um And truthfully that's a lot of work for one human. It is. Um, Because with keeping the books, it's a daily task. Yes. And considering I currently have about 20 products. I have 20 exactly, actually. 20 products on my menus currently. Mm Mm-hmm. There's 20 items I have to account for and take hold of inventory, first and foremost. Right. How many do I have left in stock of each? each? How much did I make in sales for each? How much am I spending to replenish the ingredients for each? Not only that, I have to take all those numbers and plug that into my books. Yeah. With my different types of expenses, <laughs> different... Income streams, different, like, accounting is a whole beast by itself, because it's not just one spreadsheet done. You have probably seven or eight open at one time. Yes. If you don't have seven or eight open at one time, you have one workbook open, but it probably has about 12 different sheets Mm -hmm. Mm in it. Yes.
1: And that's the great thing with Excel. Mm Mm-hmm. You know you can have a, a document with 12, you know, or more sheets in it, and you can navigate through those.
0: You yeah, I you mean, again, you use those handy-dandy keystrokes.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, I just say put on your, your tech, tech caps and learn your Microsoft suites and, or your Google suites, whatever fits your boat, you know. Um, because technology isn't going away, and, um, I thank God for it, because, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm thankful mm-hmm. for all of it, you know, oh, yeah. um, being in this age, in this time, because, you know, as blind people, we, we have more access than we ever have had.
0: I mean, in the next five years, we're going to have more access then than we do now. Yes. There's going to be things that we can do then that we probably would have never thought were possible. And more than likely, we're probably going to talk about it on this podcast. (laughs) Like, that's one of the things we do here is we try to provide information about different things that's out there that will make pursuing... A college education, a technical training education, um, employment, entrepreneurship, internships, whatever. like We want to talk about things that will make pursuing those things easier, Easier. more accessible, and ways to really, as I've heard other blind organizations say it, level out the playing field. Yes. Yes. If anything, elevate our end a little more because truthfully, with screen readers... You can navigate a web page roughly four seconds quicker than, if not faster than that, um, or if not more than that, should I say, but mm-hmm. than a f- person with sight. And sometimes they're going to miss what they're looking for the first time they look for it, where where, um, as a screen reader user, you have those quick navigation keys. As long as you know what you're looking for, is a heading, a link, a button, Whatever
1: exactly you
0: have a button, like you have a keystroke that allows you to find it a lot oh, quicker because you yes. can go directly to, to those elements on the page.
1: And I love that. I love
0: mm-hmm.
1: having that. And I and say it is a leveling field, you know, thing for us because I remember when I had some vision struggling trying to look for things you know, in a, in a uh, large print, you know mm-hmm. but once I got the speech I was quicker a lot quicker and not depending on my vision any, any, any longer So
0: Right, like I do a lot of research, food based research not just for my business but for personal things, um, diet specifically and like just thinking about when I was in school, group project, we're all looking at the same website. But what takes my classmates and groupmates 15 minutes to look at may take me the entire class. Yeah. And that's even with magnification and inversion of the colors and whatever else I needed to do to the computer to make it easier for my eyes at the time to see it. Right. Now I don't need to do I can read through an article... And that they can read in about five minutes in roughly half the time. Yes, depending on how fast my screen reader is reading.
1: Yes, and I I, I think that's great because <laughs> <laughs> then you can keep up with everybody, and and you can contribute. Like I remember being in class and and having to like you said utilize a magnification and being not ready to participate in the group because I'm still reading it. Whereas when I have it on audio, I'm done before they are. Um, And I can totally jump in and participate and and I'll be sitting there and I'm like, you guys are still reading? (laughs) You're done? Uh Uh-huh.
0: Sometimes I'll go back and make notes within like the text while I'm waiting on everybody else to send. Yeah, exactly. But also, I've noticed people who can see sometimes don't read the full thing; they'll just skim, skim through it. it. Yes. Which, depending on the project, that's not beneficial. No.
1: But you know, Jaws does help you skim, and skip, and skim around a document. If you're looking for a theme or if you're looking for uh, the basic summary of something, you can do that. I don't recommend it, but you can do it.
0: That's good to know. That's definitely not for this episode, (laughs) but that is good to know. Uh, Maybe something we can look at hmm Because maybe, like, what if you're doing research and you just need to quickly gather articles so you don't have time to read the full thing? Right. You won't I think that's it. beneficial. It is to is kind beneficial. of, like, quickly, like, okay, this is the summary of this article. Boom. Exactly. Um. So, yeah. So... It is... It can be beneficial. And um, I like it. I guess we can definitely have a tech show or tech series episode about that. Okay. Because, yeah, I mean... Again, if the job is based in research, being able to skim articles to ensure that that's something you are going to want to use for your research project, whether it's a paper, a presentation, whatever, I think being able to skim and summarize like very quickly is beneficial to know how to do. It is. Um, I mean, for education reasons too, really, not just employment, but yeah.
1: Right, education, I mean... Who hasn't been walked in class in and, and the first day and you're handed, oh, you have to do three research papers. Uh, really? You three. know?
0: <laughs> mm. Each has to have four to five sources. Yep. Three to four pages. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And me, I took a proposal writing class. mm My proposal ended up being 25 pages long and it had to have Everything, like um, all the research, all the data, all the statistics, all of it, in there.
0: Mm-hmm. Business proposal or just proposals?
1: It was a psychological oh, proposal. Interesting. Yeah. It was. It was an interesting class.
0: I bet it was. Before we close out, I want to pose a question for thought and hopefully to get some responses from the listeners. Um, But before we do that, is there anything else you wanted to share? No, I I just
1: think this has been a good episode and, and I hope there's questions and comments
0: on it. Oh, this is one of the ones that I really, really hope that... We get some feedback on, because there's a lot more that we could have covered, but we just don't have the time to go in depth, or we will be sitting here for two days. <laughs> like, this episode would be two days long. I'm not joking. <laughs> um, If not longer, really. Right. But also, that's not what we're here for, to go into everything. We're just trying to give you enough to get started, and... If you feel compelled to go further with your research, your findings, that's what we want to encourage you to do: is go further. Get on the computer, use your mobile devices, libraries, the sources, whatever. Find out more. Like, right. figure out what you need to figure out for you.
1: I agree.
0: Your only limitation is not trying
1: agree with that too. So, what was your question?
0: So, my question is for our listeners who are very acclimated with screen readers and who are somewhat acclimated with both Microsoft Suite and the Google Suite. And we're going to specifically hone in on the things that they have in common. So, for Microsoft, it'll be Word, PowerPoint, Excel, Excel, for well, in Gmail, for Microsoft it's so ooh. Sorry, Microsoft Word, PowerPoint, Excel, Outlook. Yes. For Google, it's Docs, Sheets, Slides, Gmail. And for those who are acclimated with both, to a small degree or to a high degree. Which is your preference and why? We definitely want to hear
1: from you on that one.
0: I would, I really want to know what people prefer. Um, I would love to hear the findings of why people prefer one over the other. Also, for those who use screen readers who are going to answer this question, which screen reader are you using? That may make a difference in your answer as well. Oh yes. Um for our Spotify listeners, you should have the option to answer the question within the app. Um and I feel really dumb because I wish I would have put a poll out weeks ago when we did the starting resources to see what screen readers people use. Like our listeners, like what screen readers they're using. Good question. Uh, see what percentage of our screen are using what. I mean, because we could also tailor our um, content to fit those particular screen readers more than anything else. And just a reminder, we have a blog that if content doesn't make the recordings, they will make the blog, they will post it there. Um. And we have an email, soundinsight362 at gmail.com. Send out your questions, comments, advice, tips, tricks, hacks. And if you would like to come on and talk about your job. We would need, we We, we want to know <laughs> what you do as a blind person that's considered not typical for blind people. Or maybe you use technology that is not too heard of or not too used for some reason in the job that blind people typically are found in. We want to know about that, too. Most definitely. So let us know what's going on out there in your world, in your area, your space, your universe. We want to share it with the rest of the world, universe, and space. So, I guess that's it for this episode. Nah, I think so. I had fun. I <laughs> couldn't stop yawning the whole time. <sighs> I don't know about you, but I'm ready to go eat. Like,
1: Yeah, let's do that.
0: Okay. Well, y'all, this has been Sound Insight. We're about to go find something to grub on. I'm Dia. And I'm Trinette. And we will see you next time. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to today's show. I really hope you enjoyed the program. Please come back next time as we continue to talk about everything accessibility. If you would like to interact with us, leave comments, or ask questions, you can sign into your Anchor account and send us a voice message. Or you can comment on our posts on our blog. The link can be found in the description below. Please share us through our many platforms that we can be found on with your friends, family, and other people you think may benefit from this podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you.